Underwood. Thin ice! <laughs> to smoke some weed and shut up. My God. Oh, I thought for sure. There it is. Boom! Yes! I wasn't ready. Uh, okay. Episode 173, uh, October 31st, 2023, Halloween, maybe one of the uh, one of the dumber holidays that we have in this country, if we're being honest. Um, uh, take that thing down. Um, okay. I just, I'm, I'm not a fan, oh. really. I thought you were dressed as a sad NBA fan. Nothing to be sad about. Squad's been okay. pretty good. Um, you know, not healthy yet, but we'll get there. Uh, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with Halloween. I think it's a distant third behind the three later in the year. I mean, once you get past like sixth grade, it really doesn't matter anymore, I guess. Well, I think so. I think once you get to like, <laughs> I think people that are around my age can still. Yeah, 20 to, 20 to 25, maybe yeah. enjoy it a little bit. Either, either way, it's just, it's dumb no matter what, in my opinion. That's just me. <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever. But maybe I'm wrong. But yeah. uh, I think we should spend the next hour talking about Halloween rather than the, the, the other stuff. That's just me, you know. I, Once I mean, again, if you're just going to sit there and call it dumb, I think we, we, we're we done. So, what do you think about Halloween? I don't have a problem with it. What's wrong with it? Kids enjoy it. Uh, I, I don't know why it kind of turned into like a lingerie contest when you're an adult rather than, you know, dressing spooky or whatever. But it's just my thoughts. Uh, crypto, go. what's going on? Thanks for uh, stopping by. I'm Tyler Bramley. That is Ethan Carter. Welcome. Happy Halloween. I'm dressed as a uh, eighth grader that just wants free candy. You know, just throw a jersey on, go out there and run around town. So, That's a good move. That's so. a good move. That's a move that I... I think two years I did that. And yeah. uh, who doesn't do that when you get a little older? Yeah. I think that's the, that's the move you got to make towards the tail end. Um, and I think uh, probably a lot of Halloween opinions are formed based upon like where you grow up, you know, like people that live in like Manhattan group in Manhattan, like, come on, what you can't, even, what, what can you do? How would you even know that? I just think that that's a <laughs> think about how different this country is in so many different places. Like, you know, I think like neighborhoods or you know suburbs. Small towns are a lot better. Small towns, Halloween. yeah. Like Boy, if you grow up in the city, in a big city, and you live in the city, which if you're gonna have a family and you're still living in a big city when you don't really have to, that seems kind of stupid. But you know, yeah. I mean, like when I was a kid, you used to start at one side of town and you just go until you got home. So. Exactly. Yeah. Let's continue the discussion. Uh, <laughs> Three minutes of Halloween talk. Uh, Illinois won a game. And I say that very loosely. I mean, um, one is a very strong term. There. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Uh, Illinois beats Kansas in the exhibition game, uh, raising money for Maui. Uh, I, I think first things first, raised a million dollars for Maui. Over a million, says Brad Underwood. Uh, I think there were about 15,000 people in the in the state farm center. So could have sold tickets for a little bit less and made a little bit more money. Sure. But why, why would we want to pack the house? So, uh, yeah, yeah had a new lineup this game. Uh, Rogers, Damask, Shannon, Gary, and Hawkins. Uh, you talked about it last episode. We talked about it on the watch party a little bit. We did do a watch party. Uh, if you guys miss that, you can go back and watch us watch a game for two hours if you want. Uh, if not, uh, we'll talk about the game now. So, uh, but yeah, Rogers, I thought he looked good out the gate. Um, he had three buckets real quick, six points, took the ball to the hoop. Um, he finished with seven points. Uh, wasn't very good from the line. I think he was, what did he shoot from the line? Or did he only take two? One of two from the line. So that's pretty good. Uh, seven points. He had a team high three assists uh, as a team. They only had eight assists this game, which is down quite a bit from 24. What they have? 24, 26 in that first exhibition. Um, Maybe a different competition. Yeah, a little but bit. yeah, definitely a little bit tougher. Uh, Ty also had a team high three turnovers, which the team had 14. Brad said he'd like to see that around 10. They had three late in the second half. Um, but 
what the team they averaged 14 last year, didn't they? Something sure, like why that. not? So, um, but when it really mattered, uh, Underwood relied on the new guys, which are old guys. So, Ty Rogers wasn't on the floor final six minutes. I think he ran that lineup of all the old guys. Uh, but I thought Ty was fine. Um, he, like I said, he got to the hoop when he needed to, he you know passed the ball well. So, uh, I think there was only like one turnover that was kind of like, uh, that's not good. I think he was driving to the basket and somebody poked one out, but that happens to everybody. So, yep, I didn't write the next thing I thought you were gonna. Oh, yeah, sorry, I just <laughs> emergency. Uh, okay, emergency. uh, well, I, I no, I got a message about having to do something for something, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, it feels like a lot of the Ty Rogers role. I think it's going to be similar to the Andre Jackson role that UConn had last year, which Andre Jackson's obviously better than Ty Rogers um, because he was you know, a lot older. And I don't know whatever where Ty is in terms of development two years from now. I don't know. Um, but I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Ty Rogers playing that role where he's not really – he's kind of just there and he can do anything. Like defensively, he's going to guard a lot of different positions and – uh, he obviously can't shoot. He can get to the rim and score. He's athletic. Um, but I don't think – I think with – if Illinois didn't have as many old guards as they do, I think Ty Rogers does play crunch time minutes. Yeah. Uh, but obviously yeah. they like what they've seen from Harmon. I think there's some defensive stuff there that needs to improve, especially when you get you know into playing better competition like Kansas. He, we still saw him uh, get beat a couple times off the ball. Um, so I think that's going to have to be resolved. I think the biggest, the biggest thing with that, I mean, of course he ran with these guys, you know, the, the older guys is Ty Rogers can play a little out of control. Harmon plays a little bit more in control. So you don't have to worry about, you know, coughing the ball up or doing something, you know, silly to, to lose a game down the stretch. And it sounds like Brad might run with this, you know, at least to start the season in crunch time. Uh, if there's games where he needs just that stability of the older guys. Uh, later in the game, Damask ran the point mainly. Uh, Underwood said that big part of that was because he's a 90% free throw shooter. And, you know, if he has the ball, teams kind of got to back off. There was a little issue getting the ball in when teams were pressing or when Kansas was pressing. Uh, so not having a true point guard in that situation might, you know, be a little scary. Uh, later on in the season, but I think Illinois has enough guys to to that can handle the ball well enough uh, to take care of that. And you know, you have the taller lineup; you can get to Coleman and have him bring up the ball if you need to. So, uh, Damask had 11 points, five rebounds, and an assist. So, a solid game from him. And Brats, how you doing? Welcome, uh, Shannon. Uh, Played well, 28 points, 8 for 13 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3. A lot of people said that this reminded them of the UCLA game. Hopefully Shannon can keep that going for the rest of the season. Uh, His shooting kind of fell off towards the end of last season. He he did take some contested threes, which Illinois really didn't take a whole lot of them. And if they're falling, if Shannon's feeling it, I don't mind him taking those, so... Yeah. Um, Shan said in the post game quote, every game we play, we want to win. We don't go into a game saying, Oh, it's an exhibition because they asked, Oh, is this an exhibition? Illinois didn't look at this as an exhibition. I don't think the coaches really did. Uh, maybe bill self did a little bit more than Brad Underwood, but I mean, th- the guys went out and they played hard and they, it seemed like they were playing to win. They were going after balls. It didn't feel like an exhibition game. So got to take that. Um, Gary, a, uh, he looked really good down the stretch, got to the hoop a lot, made a, made a three. Um, Brad talked about how, you know, teams have to close out on him and he took advantage of that by driving to the basket. I think he went four or four from the line towards the end of the game. So it's nice to have that option. Um, he finished with 13 points he went eight of 10 from the line and nine rebounds. So I think, he was uh, leading rebounder. I think one of the more confusing things from this game was his first free throw. 
which was yeah. horrendous. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it looked it was shades of Ty Rogers with that first free throw. And then just after that, he was canning all of them. Yeah. Um, but I think if he's a guy who's going to be able to get the rim, I'm trying to turn Big Bang Theory off the TV because what the hell is that? Nobody wants to watch that. Um, but I think if, if he can get to the line like that all season, I think it's going to be a huge thing for this offense because there's going to be lulls in the offense, which there always is. And there was last year. And I think I retweeted a possession from last season where everybody was standing around doing nothing. I can't remember who they were playing. You know, I think they were playing Indiana. Or that seemed, yeah, and then Ray Thompson stole it at the end. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to be able to get out of those maybe a little cleaner this year because, like, Meyer was signaling Lieb to set a screen and Lieb well, didn't set a screen, and then Epps was standing there, and then everybody else on the floor was just standing there. Yeah, Meyer was demanding the ball very right. much in that well, possession. Well, if you remember <laughs> that, that game, showing. so if you remember that game, Meyer. Uh, is one of the only guys that showed up offensively, which yeah. is pretty much every. I'm sure they, that's how Meyer got when he was playing well. I mean, he wanted yeah. the ball and he wanted every every Big Ten, which I don't think really works in college basketball no. at, at this point. Uh, but every Big Ten road game last year was pretty much Matthew Meyer get the ball, get out of the way. He, Wisconsin, Iowa, <laughs> he did that in many of those games. But I think this offense, if you see some of the ball movement that we saw in some of these possessions. I think that's going to be a big difference this year. And I think connection is a word that a lot of people are going to use with this team. I think they're, they look a lot more connected on both sides of the ball. There's still miscommunications. Like there were so many times, I don't know if it was a plan or what, where you would have a Kansas player driving to the rack and nobody helps off of Dickinson. That helped. Yeah. That happened four or five times. So I don't know if that was on purpose or miscommunication. There was also a clip that I saw uh, where Gary switched when he wasn't supposed to. Or so, there's there's going to be those issues. It's just about you know making up for them or preventing them or lessening the uh, the the you know the blow. Of yeah, them. and we talked about that in the watch party. It seemed like a guard would get by and Coleman wouldn't come over to help. Instead, he he stayed on Dick Dickinson, what Dick Henderson, I think is what his new nickname became in the I watch party. A little much. But I won't I won't say it again. Just once. Um, but uh, and then Coleman was fronting, uh, he was fronting uh, Dickinson later in the game. They were able to get the ball over the top of Coleman, and there was no help side defense on that. So, I, you know, I, I think I yelled plenty at Coleman Hawkins for not helping, but this is what Brad said. So, I guess I should shut up. He said, quote, I thought Coleman was unbelievable defensively. If you guys know anything about ball screen defense and help and support, Coleman Hawkins was off the chart. I tried a couple of times to take him out, but he was so good. Anticipation was great. His positioning was good. So maybe maybe he wasn't supposed to come help on those. I don't know. Probably not. Maybe, maybe he might have had four fouls at that time, and he was playing like it was a real game where – you know, he could foul out, which I think is a good thing, even though they absolutely you couldn't foul out. You don't, I mean, who is it on? Did KJ Adams have six fouls or something? I think so. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I mean, Hawkins played well. Uh, he had 14 points. He was four of nine from three, five rebounds, two steals. Uh, Shannon also had two steals. Um, but he was big at facilitating the offense towards the end of the game, like he usually does. He had a nice pass to Cutting Harmon. Uh, he had a nice step back three when he brought Dickinson out uh, on him. It kind of opened up the lane for Garrier and things like that. So, so that's nice to, of course, to have Coleman Hawkins to be able to do that for you. Um, but yeah, I think Coleman was fine. Brad said, "Quote: I hope tonight. I was hoping tonight Coleman might get up twenty threes." So it's got to be a hint of sarcasm there. <laughs> he said it's so serious and nobody laughed. So maybe that's his comedic style. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey says Hawkins needs to stop playing two games in his head. He took himself out of the game because of calls by the refs. He did that last year. Damask is the point guard. Clearly Goody looked terrible. I think there might be a, uh, a role defining issue for Goody this season. Like I don't know what his role is going to be. It's got. I I think it's at this point. It seems like he's got to come off the bench and knock down some shots. Like they got to run plays for him, knock down some shots, um, continue to play hard. So I yeah, he wasn't he wasn't great in this game by any means. So but, I think the last four months has been like uh, 
people were up here on Goody, and now everybody's just completely down here, and the season hasn't even started yet. Yeah, Brady says Goody will be lost in the mix. I mean, after, you know, I know Illinois played 12 guys in this game. They got some freshmen in early. Um, uh, Moretti, Hansberry, and Lawhorn had two minutes, two minutes, and three minutes. Uh, Hansberry struggled. But after the core six guys, like the five starters and Justin Harmon, there weren't, I mean, Luke Goody played 10, Dane Danger played nine, Sincere played seven. So as, as deep as this team can go, I think we're going to see those core six with sprinkles of others. I think that's so, how it has to be. Yeah. I think that's how it should be. Yeah, absolutely. That's how, I mean, you kind of know that's how it's going to be. It's just. I don't think Sincere Harris does. Works. I don't think Sincere Harris does enough consistently to be like a 15 to 20 minute guy. I think yeah, he's like a I seven agree. to twelve minute guy. I think I think that that sincere is that spark guy. He, I think he has to play the same role that he played last year. Uh, he did have a nice reverse layup, but his defense wasn't noticeable in this game. You also have to be smart. You have to be smart in the way that you use Dane Danger as well. I think just giving a different look at the five. You don't want Coleman to play the five the entire game. You throw Dane Danger in, and if Dane's struggling, you see what Hansberry has. I think you'll see him quite a bit. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Moretti at all. Moretti looks tiny out there. Yeah, Uh, he missed both free throws when he got fouled. Wasn't even a real foul. Still missed both free throws, so the ball did not lie there. (laughs) Um, And I think Goody is that. Like Goody is a. Come in, like you said, make a couple shots, play defense, and hopefully people don't mix you up with the mask like they have been Every already. Every time it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be all season. I think it's a lighting issue because up close they have different hair colors. They're just two white guys. <laughs> they it is it is tough to tell. It's so. the lighting on the at the State Farm yeah. Center. You can clearly you can't tell whether Damask is a ginger or not. You can <laughs> You can't really tell with Goody either in some spots. It's, it's so. the orange coming off the floor. Huh? It's really, you know, it's it's going to be a confusing thing for everybody. And the fact that Andy Katz called this game, Jesus. <laughs> Brutal. Tough for yeah. yeah. Tough. Um, Bill Self said, uh, quote, Hunter got his numbers, but he didn't play like he's capable of playing. I thought Hawkins had a terrific game and was the difference because he was a guy we couldn't match up with. Uh, the media then asked Coleman what he thought of that, um, getting those nice words from Bill Self. And he said, it's exciting to hear that, knowing my value on this team, what I can bring to this team, and it's not always about scoring, creating mismatches. I think Coleman as the go-to, number one, like the go-to, every time he's on the floor he's playing the five, might be the most dangerous version of Coleman Hawkins. I think that's going to be a nightmare for some teams. Yeah. Because, like, how many Big Ten bigs are there? Or good – Jesus, get out of here. <laughs> Go. <laughs> anyway, how many Big Ten teams have a big that can go out and guard that? Yeah. I think it's going to be huge. Um, yeah, and that's what – I mean, down – like I said, down the stretch when he brought Dickinson out and Dickinson decided to play off of him and the way Coleman was shooting. He, he can also – he can also pass in a way that – not a lot of other bigs can. Yeah. I think, I think that's going to be massive. I think I think Coleman has to figure out though like inside game or outside game. The the you know 14 footers off one foot fading away. Those got to get cut out a little bit. So I think they will, but maybe not. I think they they will too, but um yeah, Dickinson <laughs> had uh, what 20 20 how many what did you say? points, but he was like 9 shots. of 20. Yeah. 22 points on 20 shots, which I made the point at the end of the watch party. It's going to take Kansas a lot longer to uh, figure themselves out than Illinois, I think. Um, There's a lot of different pieces. There's not a lot of depth. There's not a lot of true scoring outside of, uh, you know, McCuller has his nights, which he was good in this game, but he got hurt towards the end. I think he's fine. Dickinson's going to have his. uh, But I think Dickinson, the problem with Dickinson is, like, he's not a good defender, for the most part, I don't think. Um, and he just is a step slow or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think know. that's going to hurt Kansas. Like, if you look at a lot yeah. of other, like, is like rim protection, I think could be a problem for both of these teams in certain spots. But I think Kansas is just going to take a little longer to get going, and they're going to have to because the Big Twelve is loaded this year. Yeah, and that's a Bill Self said. Um, they asked, you know, what he thought and you know how the team was, and he said, "quote We have a long way to go. We aren't close." 
We haven't figured out who we're going to play yet. We have a kid hurt. We knew that going in and guys that play need to play well. So yeah, Bill, Bill self understands that this team is not where it's going to be. They shouldn't, they should not, they should not have been the preseason number one, which I said that. And I think a number of people have said that. I don't think they should have been number one. Yeah. Um, to start, I think it probably should have been Purdue based on the way that they normally do it, which uh, I had Kansas number three on my top five, just uh, just so we have that out there. I can't remember who was hurt, but uh, Furphy, I think his name is. Furphy, I think he's an Australian. Uh, yeah, he's an okay player. Just, you know, didn't have him. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jeff says, we're going to be a tough matchup again, against again. And we got role players on the bench. Uh, M. Brot says, "What is it going to be like if Gary Air hits Gary A. hits free throws and Shannon does shoot like that every game? Uh, Illinois might not lose. You know, who knows? Uh, you know, I'm just glad that we did our predictions before this yep. because I might have had Illinois going 20 and 0 in the Big Ten. So uh, we talked about Harmon a little bit. Uh, he didn't do anything overwhelming. He didn't, you know, didn't." you know, jump out at you, but it was just those, those heady plays. Uh, he went after rebounds. Uh, he had three offensive rebounds. Him and Gary, a both had three, which led the team, um, kept, you know, possessions going again. He made that nice cut where Illinois, you didn't see that a lot last year, uh, guys making cuts and, you know, reading defenses. So I think that's what Harmon brings with being a fifth year guy. Uh, Goody, again, we talked about him. 0 for 2 from 3, 1 rebound, 2 turnovers. Not a solid game. Um, Underwood did say, quote, Luke has been exceptional. Today, Quincy got going, so it was Quincy's turn. Next game, it may be somebody else's. Don't love that. Still, still excited about it. Uh, I said something about Hansberry having a little rough run. He went 0 for 3 in that run. Uh, had a turnover, and... Uh, Alex, I don't know how to say his last name. By the way, did you say Illini basketball podcast armchair Illini or whatever? You did. Okay, just now. Uh, Alex top, right? Kai, is that how he says his name? I guess you're gonna have to ask him. Though. I guess I'll text him and ask him. Um, he had a write up about RJ Melendez today, uh, who had 21 points, I believe, for Georgia. Sky Clark had 24 points in their loss. Oh, there you go. Uh, so good for those guys. I don't know where they'd fit in on this team right now. Um, but he said that Gary is a good trade for RJ. Um, he said, quote, Gary was outstanding with his poise and ability to attack the basket. However, was a great leader. Quincy Gary frequently led on court huddles and was seen with his arm around Imani Hansberry after a rough stretch. So it's nice to see the new guys, you know, stepping up, being leaders. Well, they're 35 years old. They should. <laughs> that's true uh jeff says Harmon doesn't flash but he does the hard work the hell happened he to the second word <laughs> uh iphones I think. uh yeah here's the thing about Harmon. i he can make some shots which i think is going to be important to keep him on the floor i he just looks small out there i don't know what else to say he looks, why does yeah. he look so small out there he looks small, but he looks confident. He's so. listed at 6'4". Why does he look like that out there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need to find him and see and measure you against him. We should. I'm 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if if he's 6'4", you're 6'6". Six, six. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Maybe it's true, though. Maybe I am. <laughs> uh, Imbrot says if, if Goody was... Feeling okay, it is different than what thought he was studying all night and didn't eat right or something. We'll see Monday. I don't know. Uh, other notes and quotes, bringing it back. We didn't do a player of the game. Did you have a player of the game? Uh, no, I will say um, other notes, notes, quotes. You kind of failed on my <laughs> when I printed it out. Sorry. So anyway, uh, yeah. If I think I think player of the game, you take Shannon. I'll take uh, Hawkins. I think it's fair or Gary, one of the two. Yeah. Um, I think if Illinois loses a game where they get nine threes from Shannon and Hawkins, they're doomed. I think they beat anybody <laughs> if they get nine threes from those two. That's true, especially when they go nine of eighteen. 
I would have liked to see them give up less than 75 points, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Because I don't think Kansas' offense right now in the current stage is good at all. Yeah. Like a lot of their – they scored a lot of points in the paint. Now, I don't know if you could look that up, but they had a lot of points in the paint, a lot of driving to the rim, getting pretty easy shots up. Or Dickinson, I know Dickinson. I think I saw somebody say they had like fifty six in the yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, so I mean they were they were three of twelve from three. So, um, rim protection is going to be a bit of a concern for this team against uh, teams that have athletic wings that can score at the rim, which is what you know KJ Adams and Kevin McCullough. That's pretty much what they do for Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Um, Illini led the rebounding battle thirty nine to thirty two. Um, they only took 27 threes, which was under that 29 that I was hoping for. I think you said like 53. So um, they went 11 for 27 for 40 percent. Well, and we'll take who that had, all year. Who had, who had the other two? Uh, Gary had one, and Damask had one. Damask was one for four. Uh, Luke was 0 for two. Dre was 0 for one, and Hansberry took a three. If you remember that. Nope. 0 for one. So I'm shocked that he missed it. Uh, Jeff says we didn't see much out of DGL. Yeah. Cause they were playing this game to win. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why we didn't see him. Uh, we'll see him against Eastern. I promise you that. Uh, AO says to me, Ty Rogers is a major question at point. Harmon is probably a better option by December. Can we yeah. get rid of the term point guard for this team when it comes yeah. to when Ty Rogers is on the floor? Cause he's really not playing point guard, right? He's starting at the one. Technically, yeah. I mean, they could put Coleman Hawkins in the first spot on the starting lineup graphic and put Ty Rogers in the fifth spot. Would people just be like, Coleman Hawkins playing point guard tonight? I mean, <laughs> it, it's just not what's happening. And I don't think – I think it's going to bite them at some point. I don't know if it will be early enough in the season to where they can make some adjustments. Uh, but I think there's got to be easier ways for this team to get out of pressure late in games without a point guard, quote-unquote. Like, I think they have to do something different. Um, but I do like having Marcus Damask, who's obviously not as athletic as Ty, but he's way more experienced and I think is probably a better, you know, more equipped to, to run those situations. Uh, Brandon thought he, said he thought Ty looked great handling the ball and attacked the rim. Yeah, he did. He did his job. I mean, that's the thing. It's like he, again, this team doesn't run a traditional point guard offense. They run everything through the wings usually. So, I mean, they get across half court and they're getting it to the wings immediately. So, which probably isn't a way to win a national championship, but hey, it might be fun for a season. We'll see. Um, I did say that they had eight assists, um, but I think the play that kind of stuck out in everybody's mind was that drive to the basket, um, like four passes, found a mask or Luke Goody, whoever you want, want it to be in your mind, uh, for a wide open three. So it, the, these guys seem like they're taking up good shots for great shots or better shots, which is good to see. Um, Underwood said he's not worried about the assist total. Um, he said that, Terrence Shannon's an isolation guy, so sometimes you're not going to get a lot of assists when Terrence is, you know, being Terrence. So, uh, again, the old guys made plays down the stretch, um, which is nice to see for Illinois. Uh, you put this down, Harmon, a fifth year, Terrence Shannon, a fifth year, Damask, a fifth year, Gary, a fifth year, Hawkins, a fourth year. I think Hawkins is 22 or 23, and he was the youngest guy on the court. Um, and, uh, Brad did say, quote, end of the game, a lot of age out there, a lot of experience early in the season. You rely on that. We were trying to learn in those situations. Colin was the youngest guy on the court and he's been with us for four years. So it's nice that when your youngest guy is the guy that's committed to Illinois for four years, right? Yep. Um, what else we got? Uh, Bill Self said, quote, Brad's going to have a really good team. Brad's team is going to be better, and they're men. If Brad comes into Allen Fieldhouse and puts up 82 points, they're probably not going to win. So it's fair, I guess. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Bill also said that uh, he, he liked how Illinois fans uh, treated Hunter Dickinson and that Hunter will probably get a lot of that this year. 
Um, I think he probably got a lot of that in the Big Ten, but he's like, that's good for him to to get that. I'm like, he's been dealing with it for four years now. I don't so. think he's going to get that as much in the Big 12. He won't get it as – yeah, exactly. I, I, I know that, but I'm just saying, I thought it was weird that he brought that up. Um, Bill said that he'd like to have this be a every-year event, um, like for a different charity every time. I don't know if it'd be with Illinois, but um, I, I guess the NCAA – NCAA has a lot, finally started allowing this. Um, it was more prominent this year, of course, with Michigan State and Tennessee and all those games that were broadcasted. So, uh, Underwood's post game, I only got three. I mean, I know I've Thank quoted God. him a lot, but uh, he said, uh, quote, he was really excited about the start of the second half. They made a run, we gave them a few gifts, and then we withstood that and we got back to playing really good basketball. Uh, you talked about, you know, the lulls Illinois went through. It didn't seem like there was really that in this game. Um, there wasn't that 10-minute drought that Illinois seemed to have every game last year. So um, <clears throat> he said, quote, there's no indecisiveness with veterans and older players. They have been in that moment, and they want to make plays. It's comforting for me. I was curious today to see how they would play. It was the five today that happened to work. So, again, Brad's not saying this will always be the lineup to close out games, but I guarantee we see it a lot. Um, and then he said about the team, quote, we've had one, we've had half of a bad practice. Our guys are working. It means something to them. Their attention to detail is very high, but they are very, very competitive. You play to win. And that's, yep. that's yep. the Kansas game. 30 minutes. We did well. Sure. Um, I mean, 27 of it. At, it was actually 27 because we talked about Halloween for three. So well, I could do three more minutes of it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the, you know, I'm glad to see the Kansas tied the game in the second half because give Illinois a chance to respond. I think last year's team probably doesn't respond in the same way that this one did, but it's still early. We don't know how much different things are going to be. I think there might be something to the fact that Brad Underwood teams are almost always the same. So this, you know, who knows what, what if they, I mean, what if they get destroyed by Rutgers on December 1st or whenever that game is. And we're like, okay, this team blows. <laughs> I, I, we might have some of that. I think we're gonna have a lot less of that this year than we did last year. Uh, just by looking, looking how this team played this. So will they beat Eastern Illinois next Monday? Uh, yeah, by 40. Um, sure. Yeah. Brandon said being at the game myself, I will say farm wasn't packed, but the crowd was, that was there was very into the game and it was loud. It's good. Yeah. I, th I think there was like 15,000. Eastern yeah. Illinois is 338th on Ken Palm to start the season. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Illinois fans have a lot to be excited about. Again, it's an exhibition. Um, I'm a lot more excited about this team than I think I was before. You'll see that when we do the next thing. Uh, Ridiculous. But, it's like a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Illinois, Illinois in the non-conference will play five games against opponents that are ranked 300 or worse on Ken Bomb. Can you guess the five? Uh, Eastern. Yep. Oakland. Yep. Nope. Uh, Western. Yep. Colgate, not even close. 133rd. I don't know. I don't even know the rest of the schedule. Southern, uh, Southern. Valpo, and Fairleigh Dickinson. Okay. And then the other ones are Oakland's 271, so they're pretty close. And Colgate 133, Marquette 11, FAU 37, and uh, Tennessee 8, Missouri 55. So there you go. And they uh, Ken Palm's uh, result picker tracker thing. Has them losing one of those games as the Tennessee. So, would you settle for a uh, eleven and one non-conference? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jeff said, "There's always games. There's always games where they're going to come out flat at some point." Yeah. Yeah, but there's just been, college basketball. Right? I could probably, if I look back at the schedule from 2021, I could come up with three or four games where they came out flat and won the game. That's what good teams do. Come out flat, recover. That's right. 
It seemed like I, Illinois had a problem coming out flat in the second half too, which Brad addressed that he was proud of how these guys handled that. So I don't You want to talk about coming out flat and recovering. Northwestern last season. Whew. At home. Man. They're getting killed until the last 10 minutes of the game and then boom, punch them in the mouth. That's happening as Northwestern twice in the last four years. So the other one was way worse. Uh, 2021 Northwestern at Northwestern, Illinois, 53-13 second half <laughs> outscoring them. So yeah, that one was pretty bad for them. But uh, enough about them. Uh, let's go to the Big Ten where uh, a couple of Big Ten things here. I figured it'd be good to discuss a little bit about the Big Ten since uh, we won't be doing another episode till later. Sunday, I guess, or somewhere in that area before the game against Eastern Illinois. We're yeah. going to do something for that to preview that one. Yeah, um, that'll be a good five minute episode. That'll be a quick, that'll probably be preview and then just we talk just to the a, chat for 15 minutes. YouTube short for that. Swing and a miss on that one. Um, subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed. Uh, anyway, like, also like, thumbs up this. Sure. Uh, Michigan State. Loses uh, to Tennessee in their charity exhibition. Um, I didn't watch this game, so what do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, uh, Michigan State uh, came out pretty bad. They were down 17-1, to 1, I think. Uh, and then we watched the end of it. Uh, weird foul call into the game. That was uh, thinking I, I, they shouldn't have even done overtime, honestly, anyway, even if it did go to overtime. But I don't True. think the refs wanted to do overtime. I agree. Um, but yeah, that's... speaking of overtime, Purdue, yeah. Purdue lost to Arkansas in overtime in their charity exhibition. So, yeah, and Arkansas fans let everybody know. Arkansas fans actually filled the uh, arena, unlike Illinois fans. I bet the tickets weren't $80 out the shoot. Either way, though, Arkansas fans are underratedly insane. Yeah. So, there's, there's that. Uh, yeah, I don't think you could take anything away from from this other than the fact that I'm kind of surprised that there wasn't that much defense played, it seemed, in the Michigan State-Tennessee game. But, of course, I didn't watch it. I'm just going off of score. There could have been, you know, shot-making insanity. <laughs> um, uh, Jeff said Tennessee started four guards pretty lackluster game. Man. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, they should do more of these charity exhibitions, though, so. We'll see. Uh, I was listening to Kevin Sweeney today, who's Sports Illustrated. I think he does some field of 68 stuff. He said, I don't know if he said it was the most insane college basketball environment he's been in or one of or the most insane he's seen in Champaign, but he was talking about the uh, Arizona-Illinois game from a few years ago, how insane that environment was. So it's a good loss. Good loss. Um, yeah, but this one, this one was still I, – I think on TV it looked a lot better than it probably was. Because yeah, the, we couldn't see the, uh, the top. They moved everybody down. Yeah, which is what you have to do. I'm surprised you got better they had the surprise that this, uh, this university had the wherewithal to figure that Smart. out. Uh, since they've done a lot of stupid things uh, with uh, you know the, the structure of this arena is awful. Student section still leaves a little bit to be desired, but hey, maybe they'll was, maybe they'll redeem uh, themselves. It was nice of Illinois to allow Kansas, you know, a little extra section of the Orange Crush too. Good for Illinois. Yikes. Um, all right. Big Ten preseason rankings, courtesy of us. We know more about the Big Ten than anybody in this chat. Uh, probably not, though. Um, <laughs> let's start from 14 down. Here we go. This is good stuff. Uh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on every team individually. And, you know, Yeah. Uh, 14, who you got? Uh, Minnesota. This feels like a Ben Johnson firing year. Um, Dawson Garcia's back. So they have that going for them. Other than that, though, this is a pretty bad basketball team, and it's going to be that way. They've turned into the actual punching bag of the uh, the conference. I wonder what they think about the fact that they probably maybe – I mean, Patino really wasn't doing anything there, but should they have fired him? I don't know. They kind of, you know, they were, they were pretty good with him. But I think this roster will probably be a little bit better than last year in terms of performance. They lose Jamison Battle, but they have Mike Mitchell in. They have Pharrell Payne returning, Braden Carrington, Joseph Ola Joseph, a couple of freshmen from last year. 
that flashed towards the end of the season. Uh, but regardless of that, it, it could be tough for them uh, to win in the Big Ten. They lose Talon Cooper um, and James in battle, like I said. So, And I think Jaden Hindley's gone too, which might be – yeah, that's not, that's not great. Uh, but, yeah, they're easily 14th. Uh, 13th. Uh, I went with Nebraska ball. All right, swing and a miss. Uh, I went with Penn State. We literally have those two flip-flopped. Well, I think Penn State's, like, really bad. Like, Penn State's essentially VCU with a couple other transfers. Uh, they do have Kudus Wahab, who's at his 27th university, uh, <laughs> went to Maryland, went to George or went to Georgetown, then to Maryland, then back to Georgetown, then to Penn State. Uh, Ace Baldwin was the defensive player of the year. He might he might have actually just been the player of the year in the A-10 last year. I don't remember. But very good A-10 player. How does that translate to the Big Ten? We'll see. Uh, Zach Hicks is a junior there. Uh, transfer from uh, Temple. Um, they have a new coach, obviously, with Shrewsbury going to Notre Dame, which is great for Brad Underwood in Illinois. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're going to be pretty bad. I don't think that their, their roster is going to translate to the Big Ten quite as well. I think we'll learn a lot with them when they have a rematch from their tournament game last year with essentially nobody from last year's team still on the team except for Kanye Clary, who tore Jaden Epps apart last season. Uh, for some reason, I don't think he did that. He might have not even scored double digits against anybody except for that Illinois game at Penn State. Uh, but they play neutral site November 23rd against Texas A&M, so we'll learn a little bit about them then. Um, shout out to Texas A&M losing kind of handily to uh, Texas Tech. It might not have been handily. It might have been like four points. <laughs> Texas Tech in an exhibition. Also shout out to Sky Clark and Louisville for losing to a D2 school for the second year in a row. Kenny Payne's doing a great job over there, though. You know, he's lost a, a D2 team twice before the season in the last two years. <laughs> good good stuff. <clears throat> Why do you have Nebraska 13? Uh, because they suck. Good stuff. Um, okay, so you have Penn State 12. I have Nebraska 12. Nebraska could be sneaky, like get to number 10 on air. I don't know. I think a lot of it's going to depend on what they get from Tomanaga, who's an all Big Ten guy who can't defend. I don't know if him being the guy is going to work. It's probably not going to work. Um, but they do bring in Rink Mast, if that's his real name, um, from Bradley. Very, very good player in the Missouri Valley. I remember mentioning him over the summer. They bring back Hoiberg's kid, which is huge, averaged two points. Uh, didn't even average two points, actually. They're projecting him to average two points this season. Um, Aaron Eulis from Iowa is in. Uh, C.J. Wilcher's back. Juwan Gary's back. So there's a little bit more continuity, certainly, uh, than there maybe has been in the years past. Uh, they did bring in Bryce Williams from Charlotte. We might have discussed him a little bit over the summer. That name sounds familiar. Uh, but I think Nebraska might be better than four or five teams in the Big Ten this year instead of two, but I'm st- I am feel safer putting them at 12. Uh, number 11. Uh, I went with Iowa. I did too. Uh, I think say what you will about Iowa, but I think Fran's still going to get this team into the tournament. I mean, 11 preseason, I still think they'll get into the tournament. Um, Perkins, McCaffrey, Sanford are back. Uh, they bring bring in uh, Ben Creaky, Creaky whatever his name is. Why are these stupid Missouri Valley transfer big names so stupid? Rink Mast and Ben Creek, Cricky from Valpo, good ball player, uh, shot 59% from two last year. Um, the, somehow Sanford has a brother, by the way. Price Sanford is on the roster as well. Uh, so there's two Sanfords. That's great. Um, yeah, this team is, on paper is one of the worst in the Big Ten. But then again, they're going to get into the tournament. Mascot beat up Broken Nose the other day. What does that even mean? I don't know. Somebody got beat up? Masked? Masked? If you guys want more of this content, make sure to listen to our... Uh... Nebraska's rink masked victim of, quote, random act of violence. What the hell is this? Nebraska, he won't play in the Huskers' exhibition game against Doan on Sunday after the Unfortunate victim of random act of violence. The authorities are gathering more information on the incident. That's all I can really say right now, but do not play on Sunday, said Hoiberg. Uh, an attack near the Nebraska downtown campus. 
Uh, 28-year-old Lincoln resident knocked Mast off the scooter and began hitting him. The hell is this? (laughs) Charged with uh, third-degree result, uh, result, third-degree assault, and resisting arrest. Rink Mast is like 6'9". How? Whatever. Um, Either way, uh, the Bartorvik projection on Iowa this year is 7th in adjusted offense and 127th. And adjust defense. So the safe safe Fran Stop. still has his fastball. Yeah. They're gonna get to the tournament. I don't care. Do you think they'll get to the tournament? I think they do. No. Really? Okay, that's a dumb thing to say. Um, all right, number 10. <laughs> uh Indiana. This is, this is where you completely lose me, by the way. Um, Indiana. I'll let you go ahead because what are we doing? <laughs> I don't have nothing. you told me to rank them. I didn't know I had to give a synopsis of why I thought this should be the ranking. Can you give me a word? Uh yeah. Taco Bell? It's not a good word. Uh, Taco Bell? No. Who cares about the Hoosiers? Uh, If you want more of this where Ethan rambles and I just say words every once in a while, make sure to tune in Friday to the NCAA uh, basketball preview show. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, I have Rutgers at 10. Uh, North Dakota State linebacker beat him up. Okay, I don't even. I'm done with this one. Uh, okay, you read the whole article. What do you mean you, you're done? I, there's a rapper that just fell. Hold on. Uh, Ethan has Rutgers. Twix rapper. I've been absolutely binging candy for the last 48 hours. Okay, uh, Rutgers at 10. Did you go trick or treating last night? No, I just there's candy here. Uh, Rutgers at 10. I think this Rutgers team is bad, but I'm showing some respect. I think Iowa's probably better than them, but I think with the returning players, they have some old players in this lineup. Uh, Andre Hyatt's a senior. Cliff's a senior. Mawat Mag should be back. He's a senior. Uh, year two of Simpson, who looked good in spots and not good in other spots, and Noah Fernandez transfer. A small guard, maybe a little bit of a concern if you're, num- if you're one guard. He's from UMass. Shot 45% from three last year, but he's 5'11". That might be a bit of a concern. Uh, but I have Rutgers at 10. I think they'll be good defensively, but I think offensively it's going to be a struggle, and I don't think they'll get to the tournament this year in the similar way they didn't get there last year. So um, number nine, number nine, number nine. Uh, number nine, I got Northwestern. I am going uh, Michigan at nine. Um, I think Michigan is going to take a while to find. <laughs> yeah, but like four I don't understand Four to make the that. tourney, four locks to miss the tourney. Says shy wonder. I don't. I think there's three locks to miss the tourney. I think Minnesota, Minnesota Penn State, Penn Nebraska. State. Oh. Yeah, I. I'm not gonna say Iowa or Rutgers are a lock to miss the tourney. I think that's too much, especially when the Sanford, Sanford and Sanford, they have two of them. Sanford probably, probably just gonna be like Murray and Murray, right? I mean, that's definitely gonna happen. Sanford's brother is gonna be a stud. Sanford's gonna be a stud. That's just literally how it always works. They're not going to be NBA like, okay. obviously, but like in college, Peyton Sanford's going to average 18 points per game this year at least. It's so stupid. He just keeps cloning different. Uh, it, Fran's a madman. Still can't get to a Sweet 16, but bless his heart. Uh, Michigan's got talent. I like their roster on paper more than I thought I would, but I don't know. Like, are they going to be able to put it together? Doug McDaniel's back. They got Olivier Kumwa from Tennessee, who's a good player. Had like 30 points in the tournament last year against Duke. Uh, Terrence Williams is back. That's a glue guy, despite the fact that people say we have a total underappreciation of glue guys and we couldn't see basketball talent but punch us in the face. Terrence Williams, I think, is a good glue guy. Uh, Namari Burnett, remember him, huh? Talked about him a lot back in the day. Oh, yeah. The Chicago kid, he's there. Uh, they got George Washington the third, the freshman guard. And then a lot of other guys, it's like, hey, maybe they'll fill in a role. But I don't think this team's going to be very good. That's why I have Michigan at nine. Uh, Number eight. Uh, I got Rutgers. I have Northwestern at eight. Um, I think Northwestern is not going to be what they were last year. Uh, Boo Booey is still there. Ty Berry is there. They have a good backcourt. Overall, it's solid roster. uh, But I don't see it being quite as good as last year. Adige gone. Um, they'll be they'll be fine. I just don't see them being much better than number eight. Number seven. I have Michigan at seven. I have Ohio State. Um, I think Ohio State is good this year. Uh, I didn't feel comfortable putting them ahead of Indiana, though. 
but I think this will be a big bounce back year for them. Obviously, Bruce Thornton back. We saw flashes from him last year. Zed Key somehow still there. Uh, Jameson Battle knows the conference. He's transferring in from Minnesota. Roddy Gale showed some flashes as well, as well as Akpara, the big man. Uh, they got a couple good freshmen in there as well, including Scotty Middleton. Uh, Dale Bonner, a transfer from Baylor. So good roster. Last year was a good roster too, but they were a team with a lot of talent that couldn't put it together. I think they'll put it together a little bit more this year. I think they'll be back in the tournament uh, to lose to a – we'll go – they'll lose to a 10 seed in the first first round instead of a 15 seed like they did in 2021 to Oral Roberts. Uh, six. Ohio State. Why do you like Ohio State at six? Um, Because they have uh... – I just gave you information. I don't know, dude. Because they're still pretty talented, and you know, last year was more of an aberration on the uh, Holtman. Yeah, era. aberration. Yep, exactly. Is that a word? Sounds like a word. I'm going Indiana six. Um, Indiana, I think might be. Do you think Indiana is the biggest boomer bust team in the Big Ten? I think they might. Yes, be. I, I would say so. Because, like, talent wise, it's it's as almost as good as anybody. It's kind of like Illinois. It sounds like Illinois last year. Like the guys really don't get along. Uh, they have McKenzie and Baco, if that's even how you pronounce his name, who's already been arrested. But that's that was such a stupid story. <laughs> uh, he's a stud. Khalil Ware, Oregon transfer, was a five-star. He's got a ton of talent. Xavier Johnson's back. Galloway's back. Peyton Sparks is a transfer from Ball State. Is that correct? Ball State? Let's look. Whew. On fire. Got that one right. Uh, Malik Renault is back. Uh, so plenty of guys back from last year's team. They do lose Race Thompson, Trace Jackson Davis. Oh, TJJ, sorry. Uh, who looks good for the Warriors, by the way. A lot of people, a lot of rumblings about TJJ being a steal for the Warriors. Steal. There you go. I think we have the same Twitter feed. Probably. Uh, yeah, I think Indiana is going to be a team that's going to be very, very hard to create offense against with the length and the athleticism. But I worry about scoring again with them. I think they're going to win a lot of home games this year, but I don't I don't know about this team. I I think they'll make the tournament. I just think that they are very much a boomer bust type of team. So we'll see how the Mike uh, – what's his name? Woodson? We'll see how he handles it. I forget a lot of names once the season starts. <laughs> it takes me a while to restart the brain to remember a lot of these names. Yeah, you're having a tough time. Wisconsin is who I have at five. Same. Yeah, I think Wisconsin's good. I mean, I They're last year right? last year was kind of a, just a bad year. They couldn't put it together. Tyler Wall had some injuries. Uh, I think this team's going to get back to the tournament pretty easily. I think they are a – I'd be surprised if they finish worse than like seven in the Big Ten. Uh, Hepburn is back. Crowell is back. Asijin, you get another year of him. I think he'll be even better shooting. Um we are losing viewers. Uh, AJ Store comes in. We talked we went about down to 20. fifteen when you started this. We're back to twenty. Oh, we're on the we're on the up and up. Uh, <laughs> AJ Store, former Illini commit, is there. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how he does. I think Gus Yaldon, if he gets some playing time, could be a really fun freshman. Not only because of his name, because the way he looks. Um, we talked. I I actually for some reason I stumbled upon a doc from an episode that we did like two years ago. Yeah. And he was one of the high school recruits listed. I remember seeing that. I don't know really? if Illinois offered him or was interested or something, but yeah, I remember seeing that name on that. I don't know why I was in that doc. I don't remember, but I think one thing that this Wisconsin team could do that we haven't really seen in years past with Greg Guard is guard. This team might be able to guard, which we have seen it actually. If you look at some of their defensive numbers, they're actually a lot better than people would expect. Um, maybe not people would expect me. I'm just an idiot. And I confuse them with Iowa because they're white. Um, yeah. I mean, Wisconsin is always good defensively. And they suck offensively. What am I talking about? Sorry. Uh, but yeah, this team should be good defensively. I just worry about offense and, you know, we haven't really seen the Hepburn wall, um, Crowell offense work without Johnny Davis, you know? Right. seems like that's been a bit of a problem, but at least it was last year. Uh, number four, uh, Maryland. <clears throat> me as well, me as well. Maryland, we two for two on Maryland. How about that? It's good stuff. Yeah, I think Maryland's good. Jameer Young's back, one of the best players in the conference. Uh-huh. Uh, Dante Scott's back. Julian Reese is back. Other than that, it's a lot of unknown. Three freshmen, 
transfers. Jordan Geronimo from Indiana is there now. So he knows the conference. Uh, and I think Kevin Willard is probably one of the best coaches in the conference. So uh, I think Maryland will be good. There you go. They got two of the best players in the in the conference at their position. So that usually creates some level of success. They should Louisville should be relegated. Yes, uh, they are pathetic. They are a sorry ass excuse for a for an <laughs> ACC program. Um, it would be a real shame if Sky Clark leaves them mid season and transfers again or something. You know, be a shame. Did ZZ Clark commit to Louisville yet? That family, that Clark family, is running a scam on America, on college coaches in America. They are running a scam. How is it not a scam? It's definitely a scam. Yeah, it's it's insane. We <laughs> thought it was so cool that he had a picture of him and Toby McGuire. Why do why do we give a shit about that? That's insane. But anyway, uh, number three. Uh, number three, I went with Michigan State. This is where you lose me again. Um, I have Illinois three. I think three is a perfectly. Fair I think spot we we all know why I'm gonna lose you. Yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> number two, number two, Purdue. Yeah, I'm going Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State, I think everybody back. Um, good freshman, Cohen Carr, Xavier Booker. So it's pretty good. Michigan State. Uh, number one. Uh, the one and only Illinois. I'm going with Purdue. That, that game hyped me up. Illinois is the only team that won an exhibition game that had good teams in it. Let's yeah, go. I'm all Purdue, Purdue's the obvious number one here. Uh, there you go. We'll see. Uh, that took too long. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> next think, thing. Just think how long the NCAA one's going to be. Holy hell! We just I just did like how long do how long do we spend in the Big Ten? Like twenty minutes. <laughs> that thing uh, might be four hours. That might be uh, killers uh, 20, of the flower moon. Lane. Twenty-two minutes on that. Well, we're not done, so here we go. <laughs> we're not done. Uh, this is – we're kind of just putting together our own all-Big Ten team here, except I want us to show some semblance of positional basketball. Yeah, actual teams, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, who's your uh, starting point guard? My starting point guard is going to be Tyson Walker in Michigan State. Yeah, I really, really don't like that pick. Um, I, you didn't – I didn't ask. Yeah, I just don't like it. I don't know. Not a fan. Okay. You know Why? Why? Because Hogard is their point guard essentially and is better at at it. So I'm going AJ Hogard as my point guard. <laughs> Brandon wants to know if you had a whole bag of candy today or just a few energy drinks. I've had uh like five or six of those small little Twix things. That's really not that much. And I had one energy drink and that was like seven hours ago. So nice try. Uh anyway. Uh, next guard. My other guard is going to be Jameer Young. That backcourt makes no sense to me if they're actually playing basketball, but whatever. Uh, I'm going Boo Booey because I think Boo Booey is a guy you can play off the ball and just shoot, Boo-Booey, shoot, yeah. shoot. Yeah, Boo Booey. Uh, it's Halloween. You find some Boo Booey clips from you. Yeah, I've always been a big fan. Um, all right, wing. Just a just a guy at the three. Uh, Jeff says you need to watch the Purdue Arkansas game. Purdue doesn't look the same. Uh, is that Purdue yeah. the company that makes chicken or the university? Tyson? Purdue makes chicken. It's P E R D U E, but the University of Purdue is P U R. Anyway, uh, Terrence Shannon. Maybe Tyson got three. chicken a lot in his phone. Very, very well could be. Uh, my three, my three is going to be Terrence Chan Jr. of the Illinois Fighting Illini slash Kingfishers. Uh, at the four, Jesus, who'd you say? I said Shannon. Oh, uh, I'm gonna have Coleman Hawkins because he is a mismatch nightmare. I'm going Julian Reese, another mismatch nightmare. Have you ever watched basketball? Uh, center. <laughs> Uh, I'm going with Hunter Dickinson. Now for this segment, uh, Zach Eady is, is who we both picked. <laughs> oh, uh, Zach Eady. Going with Zach Eady for my center. 
The Big Ten individually is not as fun as I thought it was. It's like the same as last year. It is the same. Yeah, it kind of stinks, honestly. Same but different. I don't think – did the Big Ten get any huge transfers this year? Not really. Sorry, the Fighting Squirrels. They didn't get any huge transfers this year. Nope. Jamison Battle went in-conference transfer. Uh, Michigan got Kumwa. Uh, Illinois got Damask. So, yeah, a bunch of mid-major transfers, huh? Yeah, which I think is kind of it's fine. I mean, it's just kind of the way that uh, the way that it was. I don't think the top of the teams, the Big Ten, needed needed transfers uh, quite as much. So, uh, Gary, a question mark. Gary is like the 30th best transfer in the Big Ten this year. <laughs> Ouch. He's, you know, he's top 20. Anyways, when we come back, Sunday? Yeah. All right. Um, once again, we want to shout out our sponsor, the Alamo Steakhouse and Saloon, 700 Broadway Avenue in Mattoon, Illinois. You can find them at www.alamo-steakhouse.com. You can see it right there on the screen if you're watching the video. Um, today is the last day in October for the October specials. Tonight on Tuesday, they have a chicken fricase with apples. Uh, pan-fried chicken breast and a sweet and savory apple cream sauce for $23. Um, their featured special in October was the October Fest burger for $16 which is a burger with crispy bacon and onion rings and beer cheese. Sounds delicious. Uh, too bad we don't live closer to Mattoon, right? Uh, don't miss out on the towering carrot cake with the cream cheese frosting. Once again, if you would like to be a sponsor, hit us up on Twitter or X or whatever you call it, or you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to the Alamo Steakhouse and Saloon in Mattoon. Make sure you stop by there. Get some food. Tell them we sent you. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, all those things that you got to do on YouTube and and uh, other things. So. Yeah, so let's think about something here for a second uh, in terms of basketball. I think I should create a top transfers list and put Ashton Kutcher number one because Scheidwinder makes a great point. Ashton Kutcher is the best. Of the best. Best of the best. Uh chicken came from Purdue, yeah. Uh Sorry, what are they saying? My dogs are about ready to go crazy. And then this comment. There you go. Uh and admire the beautiful green grass while at the Alamo, courtesy of yours truly. Yeah, fly the dub. Takes care of the yard. Is playback extinct? That's Ethan's baby. I don't know. Well, you're usually, you know, a major part of the show during the season. Uh, I think once college basketball gets rolling, we'll probably do some some non-Illini games over there. Right? Let me pull something up here. Pulling. Pulling. <laughs> Pulling. <laughs> yeah. Some of the comments over here are funny. It's just me saying things. Um, right here. Know. First game right here, Monday, November 6th, after the Illinois game. I don't know if I'll be on stage until the second half, but USC, Kansas State, uh, it's on TNT, which is kind of weird. I didn't notice that, but uh, USC ranked, K-State not. K-State coming off of an Elite Eight run. Uh, USC, obviously, I don't think Bronny James is going to be playing right away given the uh, offseason that he had. But they do have – which is the most under – I think Isaiah Collier is the most under-the-radar number one overall high school recruit that I've ever seen. Nobody talks about him, and he was the number one player. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, should be doing one. I'll have probably have a stream up, at least one, maybe even more every night during the college basketball season, but for the more prominent games. And I'll be on stage for this one as well, but uh, – yeah, for the more prominent games, there will be more on-stage stuff discussing things during the games. But, uh, yeah, playback, uh, not extinct. I'm surprised they didn't kick me off the platform for doing like two a <laughs> month for three months. 
where I didn't even really do anything. But uh, there you go. And uh, are you confirming your uh, commitment to being on stage during the season at, at points? Yeah, absolutely. You want to sign something for that or no? I don't sign contracts. Here's a pen. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe you'll be on during this one since it'll be right after the Illinois game. Yeah. Are we doing a watch party before that? Yeah. Oh. I said I might not be on stage till the second <laughs> half of this game. Illinois game's at 7, this game's at 9. Sounds good. All works out perfectly. Uh, Fly the Dub says Bronny is overrated. I mean, I don't know what you expect. He's LeBron's kid. Why wouldn't he be overrated? <laughs> he's, he's a good. I'm sure he's a you know fine player. It's just he's nowhere near as good as he's ranked and discussed. But that's just what comes with the territory when your father is the second best player in the history of the NBA. The history of uh, the association. The National Basketball Association. All right. If nobody else has anything to say in the comments, I think we should uh, let this one go. Join us uh, 4 o'clock on Friday. I'll retweet the uh, – let me just, just put it in the comments now so it's there because I feel like people either don't like us or they don't want to see um, what I'm doing on my channel. <laughs> so – There you go. Check that link out. That's to the stream. And uh, there you go. We'll be back Friday for that. And then Sunday for the Illini Basketball Podcast Game 1 Preview. And then uh, Watch Party next Monday. See you then. <laughs>